Hi, everyone. Welcome to They Had Fun. I'm Rachel, and I am back with another amazing story about New York City. It is finally our third season. We have been gone for like a month, I think. If I don't know. It feels like such a long time, but I'm so excited to finally bring this third season to all of you to hear these incredible stories about New York City. I know that I say that about every single episode and every single season, but really, I think season three is going to be so great, and I think you're going to love it. So let's just get started. Why not? What do you think's coming up first? Of course, it is Rachel's Rex, and we have one Rex and one Rex only. And you might know what that is if you follow us on Instagram. If you don't, why aren't you? Uh, if you listen to the last few episodes, I think you're going to guess what it is, and that is that they had fun season three premiere party. It is tonight, March 1st from 6 to 9 p.m. at Bar Calico. So Rachel's Rex this week is Bar Calico. If you have not been to this place, it is just so great. I cannot recommend it enough. Here's just a few words off the top of my head. Southwestern inspired, moody, great cocktails, romantic, kind of feels off the beaten path a little bit because it's on the second floor, but it's actually not. It's right at 23rd and Lexington in the Freehand Hotel. It's just such a great bar. I feel so unbelievably lucky that we get to have our party there. If you are hearing this, come hang out, come have some fun. Why not? It would be great to finally meet some of you in real life. I think it's going to be an absolute blast. I think we might go live on Instagram. I don't know. Why Why not? If people show up and we have a good time, we're going to go live on Instagram and share it with all of you. If no one shows up and I'm just sitting there by myself chugging a martini, maybe I'll still go live on Instagram. I'm sure people would love to see that. Anyways, come to our party tonight. If you can't make it, go check out Bar Calico. And it leads me perfectly into my guest for this week. She is so cool. What can I say? She is the director of events and marketing at Authentic Hospitality. They own some of the best places in the city. One of which happens to be Bar Calico, a few others, Ray's, Pebble Bar, Georgia Room, also at the Freehand Hotel, and their newest, which is so, so, so cool right now, Jackson Bond, where she happens to be a managing partner. Holy shit. Please welcome to the show, Caitlin Prince. That was amazing. Thank you. <laughs> it's true. This, every time I say it, so like, this is your title. This is your resume. And I just want to start off by saying, not that you need it, but I am just so proud of you and impressed. And like, so like we were saying, you work for this incredible company, Authentic Hospitality, some places that everyone goes to. We've got Ray's, we've got Georgia Room, we got all of that, but you guys have the new one right now, which is so exciting. It's Jackson Bond. You are a managing partner. Like you are an own, a co-owner, but still an owner of a bar in New York City. It's amazing. You should feel so incredible about yourself. Let's talk a bit about Jackson Bond. It's already like the hottest place in town. You had the wonderful opening night party that I was so lucky to attend and had a fucking blast. Tell us about it. Do you love it? Why do you decide to do this? Give us everything. Uh, thank you so much. I should play that every morning when I wake up <laughs> before I go look at myself in the mirror. Thank you. <laughs> It feels incredible. I mean, it's amazing. The team is industry vets. They're so much fun to work with. Everyone's in it for the right reasons. No one is in it because they want to be famous. No one is in it because they want to be cool. People are in it because they love running bars. They love serving liquor to people <laughs> and like <laughs> Thank God. helping people have fun. Yes. I think the most special part of it for me is being part of a hospitality group where I feel like I'm listened to. My opinion matters. Even if they don't act on it, they might decide that it's not the right thing to do. But that sense of feeling heard mm -hmm. is 
so incredible. And yes, it's cool that I get to be an owner of a very tiny portion of a bar <laughs> in Manhattan. Like still an owner. <laughs> still an owner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that sense of being listened to and like what you say matters is far in a way the most mind-blowing, like awesome part of it. Yeah, that's gotta be absolutely refreshing. And like you were saying, nothing's ever gonna be perfect. They're not gonna hear every opinion you have and say, this one, yeah, 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 yeah. But right. to be actually heard has to be tremendously refreshing in a professional capacity. I don't think most people have that in their day-to-day life. But outside of that, Jax is awesome. It's the place to be (laughs) seen, be seen. The cocktails are incredible. Shout out to Trevor. All of it is just great. So what was the vibe you guys wanted to come away from this place? We wanted it to be a neighborhood destination spot, like a go-to for people that truly live and work in the neighborhood. And that's a common theme throughout a lot of our properties. Like, doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you look like. We're not trying to curate any sort of vibe other than like, no assholes allowed. (laughs) You know, like you could dribble positively to the space we want you to come hang but we are on a very residential block and it's really important to us that our neighbors like the people that actually sleep in the buildings next to us like us that's also really refreshing to hear is like we genuinely want people who live here for this to be like a neighborhood bar for them to like this for them to want to come in here and not just annoy them definitely go to jack's now It's so fun. It's such a good room. They're going to have a great time. I want to get into my first question, which everyone knows is always, when did you move to New York? And it's going to answer another one of my other sort of questions, which I'm just kind of thinking in my head. When young Caitlin showed up on the scene in New York City, whatever age you were, we'll find out. If she, in her mind would be like, you know what, one day I'm going to be a managing partner of a really kick-ass bar in New York City. Or would you have told yourself this and been like, what? How did I do that? Like, how did I get there? So let's start with the first question, which is always, when did you move to New York? I moved to New York January 2007. Oh, a while ago. You've been here for a long time. I've been in New York almost exactly the same number of years as I have, was in New Mexico where I grew up. So <laughs> it's half, half my lifetime now. And so then the second question is always, why did you move to New York? And so what, what brought you here from New Mexico? I was always so fascinated by a cosmopolitan lifestyle. My family is very outdoorsy. New Mexico is very outdoorsy. And whenever we go traveling, they wanted to go where there was no people. (laughs) That's a city and there's too many people there. Like, ew, look at the traffic, which was like five cars. You know, they're like traffic. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And I was always like, well, I want to go to the big city. Now I know it's because I wanted to go experience the culture and I was really attracted to that city life, that cosmopolitan lifestyle and, and to people. Um, I really love being around people and they were much more attracted to the scenic beauty and truly being alone out in the wild, which back when I was growing up, I just wanted to wear high heels and lipstick and <laughs> glitter and dresses and, you know, growing up camping all the time, hiking there was no room to explore being, I guess, what is a traditional sense of being feminine. Dresses, skirts, glitter, makeup, high heels. There was just no room for that. And New York was like the ultimate in that. I tried LA first, not LA, Santa Barbara, but close Southern California and was like, oh yeah, surfers and laid back Kelly lifestyle skaters. Like, I love that. <laughs> Wasn't the case. I was still a weirdo, even in Southern California. <laughs> and so that when I moved to New York, came on a national study abroad program, spring in New York, the program that NYU offers. You just go to NYU for a spring semester and enroll in College of Arts and Sciences and Tisch. Really ended up loving it. 
I ended up applying for BizEcon. What I thought was BizEcon turned out to be Stern. (laughs) (laughs) Got in, had no idea that Stern is one of the top business schools in the world. Look at you. Walked into Stern my very first day and was like, I am on another planet. (laughs) There's no girls here. (laughs) Everyone's in a suit. I am in cutoffs and a tank top. I am confused. (laughs) Not what I wanted. What is happening? Yeah. (laughs) This is not what BizEcon at UC Santa Barbara looks like. Like, oh my God. (laughs) Went through that for a few years. Don't know how I managed to graduate at all. I didn't go to class. Wow. So you graduated from Stern School of Business at NYU? Yeah, but undergrad. Okay. (laughs) Well, still, all of this makes so much sense now. Like, it wasn't just some happenstance of like, I moved to New York and I was a barback. Like, you have like this whole pedigree behind you giving you these titles. Of course, you're a managing partner at a bar. Why wouldn't you be? Also, that is so cool. Like, everyone on the show, I'm just so impressed. It's like, wow, you did that on top of everything else. (laughs) Add that to your recording in the morning that you listen to. Okay, so you come, you're here for school, you graduate. Did you have, you know, we always love to talk about like the first apartments on this show. Someone usually has a shitty one. Did you have like a, I am assuming your first year you were in a dorm, but maybe when you like got out of the dorms, did you have any apartment horror stories or great apartments maybe? I lived for the first five years on 7th Street between 1st and and Avenue A back when 7A, shout out for all my uh, hardcore millennials who remember 7A. Definitely went there. (laughs) (laughs) That was a great spot back when like Miss Lily's did not exist yet. (laughs) You know, that whole block was different. I did live in a dorm for I think six months the transfer dorm was awful it was on 25th street between first and second it was so sketchy and so scary (laughs) whatever so I moved to East Village loved it lived there for five years lived with some of my very best friends and then they slowly moved out and these two dudes moved in that ended up being my horror story was living with these two guys hey Josh and Nick love you guys but like (laughs) They throw up in the bathroom and use my bath towel to clean it up. Oh, God. They would bring girls home at four o'clock in the morning, which is fine. That's part of like college. But I was two years older than them. So I was not as into that as they were. (laughs) And they would just blare country music really loud at 4 a.m. while they're up to their activities with these ladies. And we got evicted from the apartment. They were like, you can't renew your lease. Like, you got to go. I was like, wow, I've lived here for four years. And then you guys moved in and I'm like getting asked to leave. (laughs) But in, in the grand scheme of things, like it, it was not that bad. Just barfy towels. Just, oh, and, I was so pissed. <laughs> and country music. What a weird, weird ass choice. Oh. But, you know, it's a time period of your life. You think back and you're like, how did we do that? Yeah. But I bet you it was a hell of a lot of fun. I had so much fun. I met the first true love of my life there. Oh. I like learned how to start being a very young adult. Actually, now looking back on it, like that was one of my favorite. I've always been attracted to these neighborhood type spots. Yeah. Not like the shining glam ones, but like the true neighborhood spots. I do my homework at bars. <laughs> I just always was really attracted to the service industry. New York City has the best corner places in the world. That's why one of the reasons why we all love it here so much. I love that you are like so ingrained in New York City. You obviously have such like a rich history here. You went to NYU. You've done all these incredible things and you literally co-own a bar in Manhattan. And that is incredible. So considering all of these things, I have to ask you my most important question of the show. And that is, Caitlin, what is the most fun you've ever had in New York City? I love the question. There's so many fun nights, but I think it was um, New Year's Eve at Georgia Room. 
and Bar Calico, which are is our nightclub and our cocktail bar in Flatiron, part of Freehand Hotel. What New Year's was this? This is the one that just happened. So 2022 turning into 2023. Oh my gosh, extremely recent. Okay, I love it. Extremely recently, yes. So this was Warhol Ball. It was a concept that was created by Daniel Walters, who is a good friend of mine. And it was his dream project to work on. He presented it to us in probably September and had this insane mood board for it. And it was so much fun looking at it and being like, oh my God, there is an actual thing here. What kind of stuff was on the mood board? I'm assuming like shots of Warhol or some of his work. or There were shots of Warhol. There were shots of factory. You know, when we were doing the conceptualization for it, I was like, I don't want to see any Maryland's. That is overplayed and overdone. I don't want any mention of Studio 54. That is overplayed and overdone. I want to know what was it that made Warhol actually tick and was something that made him so magnetic. Like, what are the weird parts about it? And one of those weird parts was covering the studio, which is a lounge area that connects the club to the cocktail bar in aluminum foil, floor to ceiling, all of the fixtures. We covered the entire space (laughs) in aluminum foil. It was great. It was so much fun. How long did that take? Well, it took six people, I think eight hours. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Took a long time. Wow. Took a long time. We covered the DJ booth in aluminum foil. And then we did all of this silver hanging tinsel. Why was the room covered all in aluminum foil? Is that something that he used to do? I actually don't know. We wanted to make it look like factory, which was all silver. I didn't know that. I should have known that. It was very sparsely decorated and it was completely silver with this one red couch in it. And so we were like, well, this obviously you have to walk into factory and it needs to be kind of weird. Andy Warhol was weird. (laughs) (laughs) People who work in nightlife and excel in it are weird. Why in the world would you want to work in an industry that's open from 11 p.m. to 4 a.m.? You are a vampire. (laughs) (laughs) So we, we wanted to create kind of this magical experience where you walk up, you're like, what is going on? Why is there spaceshipy like what what is this <laughs> we had projections that were playing some of his movies and then you could go into georgia room which was where the big party and, and the dancing was happening a lot of pop colors we did the brillo boxes around the columns or you could go into park Alico, get some really good cocktails we also had a dj in there and that was like the back room more like max's kansas city we've been working on it for months probably three months and then day of Everyone's very excited. Obviously, you have to get dressed for this. (laughs) There has to be an outfit. So all of us have (laughs) our outfits planned out. Daniel and I are are running around the floor looking at all the decor. And we're like, man, the decor is not looking like we thought it was going to. Oh, my God. What did we miss? Like, why is this not? This is coming together. And we were like, okay, well, the decor team is just not quite done. It's just not clean yet. Whatever. So we went back out every 15 minutes. We're looking at it. We're starting to get nervous because it's like three hours to door. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm like, I'm getting nervous just hearing you talk about it. We were like, shit. You know, <laughs> They're like, going to blame me. <laughs> yeah. Like studio does not look good. It looks like trash. Like, oh my God, we thought this one looked so cool. And slowly as we're walking through, we realize that it is because our furniture is all wood and it looks terrible oh. contrasted <laughs> with all the aluminum. Now I know. Anyone wants to decorate the aluminum, pick other shiny objects to put in. Yes. Things that are not a new Mexican sandpapered finished wood, which is what Georgia Room has because it's named after George O'Keefe. So <laughs> we're walking around, we're like, oh my God, all of the chachis we have in here have got to go. So we're like paring down the room as quickly as we possibly can. We have nowhere to put any of the furniture because the entire venue is being used for dancing. So where are all these couches going to go? Yeah. They're like lifting these 500 pound couches down two flights of stairs <gasps> into our sister restaurant's cafe. And they're just like sitting in the cafe. 
laughing. <laughs> Daniel's like picking up a cactus. It's a faux cactus, but still, it's really heavy. You know, in his very chic avant-garde sweatsuit. <laughs> We're rolling up the rugs. What time-ish is this that you're doing all of this? Doors opened at either eight or nine. And so this was like an hour and a half prior. Like we're like, oh my, oh my God. God, like this, this looks terrible. Like we've totally missed the mark. Like it was like a very controlled, unacknowledged panic. Yes. Very intense hour and a half period. Got it to work. The space looked absolutely incredible. Then we all went up to the hotel room that we had. So it's me, Daniel, Daniel's boyfriend, Jack, Nicole, and our photographer are all up there. Trying to like get ready around each other. We're all really tall too. <laughs> We're all big people <laughs> in like this one person room trying to get dressed. Everyone's like exhausted from all the moving of the furniture. And as soon as the doors opened and we realized that people loved what we had done and were showing up in droves and rest to the nines, we were like, oh my God, it's going to be okay. And not only is it going to be okay, people freaking love this. It's going to be better than okay. This is going to be a night to remember. This is going to be amazing. We did it. All of that work that you've done and all of that terror that you felt and all of that oh shitness is gone. And you're like, this is going to be the best night ever. Not only for us, but for everybody else. And I try very hard not to consume alcohol at work, especially when I am nervous. I am a hugely emotional eater and drinker. And <laughs> if I am nervous, I will be eating my face off. And if I am drinking, I will be drinking my face off. So I waited till like 1230 after the ball had dropped, then I could have, you know, a glass of champagne to celebrate. So at 4am, once we had closed the club, that was my like 11pm, you know, I was like, I'm ready to go. I finally have like, this is done. We've gotten it done and over with. Everyone's a great time. I want to drink. And I like look around. I'm like, where is everyone? Yeah. <laughs> so we all went up to the hotel room, just had like two bottles of wine and I think half bottle of tequila and we're passing it around playing country because all of us love country i'm from new mexico jacks from texas <laughs> i know i know it's like a theme of my life just five new york club kids at 5 a.m rocking out to country yep exactly people always think like oh the nightlife kids like they're afters must be so wild there's so many drugs and it's probably an orgy and like you know everyone's like naked and just fucked up no we were fully clothed on the bed blissed out the john michael montgomery but it, that was the best part it was absolutely spectacular. People had so much fun. I don't know. I feel like I made 10 new friends that night and <laughs> met probably three times that because you would walk through the doorway from like studio into George room and I would like make eye contact with someone and smile and they'd smile back. Aww. You know, there was none of this like, I'm cooler than you. You're cooler than me. Everyone was vibing together. That is what a fun night is. You are all contributing to each other's experience going out in New York City. And that is why I also love nightlife. Because when you get a night like that, where it is so amazing, not only for yourself, but for everyone else around you, that is what makes a night go down in history. And Warhol Ball was something that I think really helped lift George Room up to the level that we wanted to be at. I had people... For the next two weeks, and they're like, Oh, happy new year. What'd you do for New Year's? And they're like, I went to this cool party called Warhol Ball. I was like, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> really? My party. I just met you. We did not know each other prior. <laughs> and you're telling me about my party? That's oh that's amazing. Gosh. Thank you so much. I love that story. There's so 
many details. I mean, there's just so many things, but I really think like the vibe that I'm getting and what I'm feeling so much is that reward of like job well done and being like, it's 4am now I can check. I mean, all of it, like, it just sounds incredible. You gotta love New Yorkers just showing up. There's like, there's a theme. We're going to knock it out of the fucking park and like showing up in all of their costumes, you know, everyone partied and love that room. And like, you did it. Like I, again, I'm just so proud. <laughs> like you have this idea, you see it to fruition and it happens. And New Yorkers love it. We're like the hardest people in the world to please sometimes. And everyone had a blast. And then you got to go up and like a lot of great nights in New York City. It just ended for a special moment with you and a few of your friends and passing around a bottle and just knowing you did it. Yeah. It's so New York. It's so nightlife. It's all of these things. It's just, it's a great story. Thank you. Thank you. It was, it was, a, it was a fun night. Something else people should really take away from this is how much fucking work goes into stuff like this. Like you think you just show up to have a great time and paid your little, you know, whatever, $50 entry fee or whatever. Like people put so much thought and care into all of this, be nice to them and go and make them happy by having a lot of fun too. So go out to a party at the George room. This is the type of things you could be getting into. I have to ask you my last and final question of the show. And that is, what is your favorite thing about New York? My favorite thing about New York is no matter how weird you feel, you can walk around the corner and there is someone who is 10 times weirder than you. You are <laughs> always normal. You are always part of a community here. <laughs> Even when you're by yourself, you can still find your community. That from day one has been my favorite thing about New York. And it still is. And your community can shift as you get older. I felt like such a weirdo my entire, you know, ba baby, kid, teenager life, first half mm -hmm. of my life. I never fit in. I didn't have a lot of close friends. I just, I had not found my people yet. And I remember walking into a nightclub for the first time, like a true nightclub, not just like a bar, like Jenny nightclub just puts on whatever DJ, but like a nightclub where like the club kids are who are people who don't feel seen during mm -hmm. regular normal life, you know, a nine to five and who were just so wildly expressive and very different and just kind of weird and being like, Oh, there's people out there that are weird in the same way I am. Maybe it's not a bad weird. Maybe it's just a me weird. This isn't a bad thing. This is just a different thing. And that is the best part about New York is everyone can find their version of their weird. <laughs> You're making me tear up. I always tear up <laughs> on this show, but I'm just thinking about all these, you know, whoever you are, whatever the reason is why you came here and just thinking about you in that room and being like, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a weirdo. I'm not like, I'm not friend. alone. I yeah. Just had to find it and you can find it here. You can one hundred percent find it here and i think you said it the best way turn around the corner you'll always see somebody weird <laughs> such a good way of putting it i love it i love everything you've done for this city and i truly mean that because people are having fun because of you so thank you for your wonderful story thank you for all the work you're doing everyone go out and have some fun at one of these bars thank you so much for being on the show i loved hearing your story Thank you. Thank you. I can't <laughs> wait for us to hang out since we're getting <laughs> Most of all, thanks, New York. They had fun.